Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas Lewis, where there is love inside, bringing you the hottest gospel and Christian music, interviews that are all the way live, and the latest Christian and gospel news. So don't touch that dial. time with the kids, doing homework and getting dinner ready, and here you are, hanging out with us right here on the Music Box. Hey, Logic, how are you? I'm good, Tanya. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but you know, I'm, re- I'm real good. I'm glad to be tired. I'm glad I have a reason to be tired. How about that? <laughs> yes, it either means you're employed or you have a beautiful family right. or two beautiful right. boys at home and a beautiful wife. It can mean many things. So congratulations on being tired. Fit to be tired. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to hand it out if they let me. Hand out a little Uh-oh. kindness to everybody else. Well, we've got a great show lined up for you guys on tonight, a double header indeed. Of course, up uh, first, oh my goodness, this show is, is, is has, man, it's, it's, people are texting me, emailing me, telling me they're going to tune in, all because returning to the music box, gospel's entertainment attorney, none other than James L. Walker is, will be with us this uh, first half hour. He is the author of The Business of Urban Music and the famed controversial Article 12, Top Reasons Why Gospel Artists Are Broke. 
He is, uh, in nearly 20 years, he's worked with nearly every major gospel artist on the planet, Logic. That's pretty impressive. Right. Very impressive. And today, today he's going to be talking about why am I singing and unrecouped and will I ever get out of debt? So you guys want to make sure you stick around for that. On the second half hour, we've got gospel artist Tisa Woods, amazing voice, got a new project out called Awesome. Um, her lead sing- single, written by none other than gospel's one, uh, one of gospel's newest brightest stars, I should say, Vashon Mitchell. Uh, so, Logic, wait till you hear this girl sing. She's got a voice that's oh, amazing, amazing I'm ministry. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. So you know what we ask you all to do. Uh, first, we you thank ready? you for tuning in, of course. All of those who will listen via our podcast on iTunes. Those of you who are going to listen to us on Twitter tonight, Facebook. Some of you are driving in your car and listening through your cell phone. Others of you are in the chat room, hanging out, hanging out in the chat room. Yeah. yeah. So it ha- <laughs> Shout out to y'all in the chat room. But what do we ask them to do, Logic? What do we always holla ask them to out do? Your, holla out your window right now. Holla out your window. Stick your head out that little crack. That's right, the kitchen one. The one, the kitchen window is right above your sink. So it's like a little crack window. So you stick your head out of there and you just yell across, <laughs> across the way. That's right. Let your neighbors know. Your enemies, too. I don't care. That's the music box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis and Logic, the teachers on the air. And, again, great show. You don't want to miss it. Like I said in the promo, uh, if you miss tonight's show, especially if you are an artist, a label, a producer, anything that has to do with music, if you miss t- tonight's show, Logic, I'm never talking to you again. That's exactly. the word. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I have a lot of questions to ask because you know Uh-oh. I'm on the court soon because I, I tried to get a Judge Big Red in the middle of his um, court okay. case. And so well, they, then we they better got me for contempt of court. <laughs> I don't even really know that song except that part. That's, all the, that's only about you know. You need to work on that. I told you you need to work on this because this is supposed to be rap career, and you don't even know. You don't even know the uh, Black Eyed Peas. I think it's it's um okay. Let me. Yeah. I'm not even gonna yeah, say who's by. Okay. Who We're gonna the research black, okay. while we while y'all listen to the commercials. We're gonna. Tanya's gonna research. <laughs> well, we're going to pay some bills real quick if you're just tuning in. Of course, it's a music box. Happy Thursday, everybody. And, of course, Logic, I want to shout out all of our Canadian listeners. Thank you guys from for listening in. Canada. <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you by the ITG Agency, sponsored by God's Gift Graphics. And, of course, if you missed tonight's show, it is rebroadcast tomorrow on the GMAP Broadcast Network as well as the PG Network. We are all over the place. So we're going to pay some bills real quick. We'll be right back with none other than James L. Walker, Jr., Esquire. Don't you guys go anywhere. You better keep it locked or else logic is coming after you, and that's all I'm going to say. That's right. That's right. I'm going to whip you. Have you ever wondered what gospel events were happening in your area? The presence of the Lord is here. Visit GospelHappenings.com to stay updated and connected with the latest gospel and community events. GospelHappenings.com was created to provide a resource for gospel lovers like yourself. To find out what is going on, we provide you the most up-to-date gospel events, entertainment, news, and resources. Do you have an upcoming event? Make sure you post your events on GospelHappenings.com today. And best of all, it's free. Come and experience faith-based social networking, fellowship online, and connect with other gospel lovers through GospelHappenings.com. 
share photos, videos, sermons, discussions, and much more. Be sure to visit GospelHappenings.com today. Hey everybody, it's your girl Tanya Dallas Lewis right here on the Music Box. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Tanya D. Lewis. That's the at sign, T as in Tom, A, N as in Nancy, Y, A, D as in dog, L, E as in everything, W, I, S as in Sam. That's right, at Tanya D. Lewis on Twitter. Love y'all. Now back to more on the Music Box. That's right. It's the Music Box right here. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, hopefully you all survived all the snow. We just got so much right here in the DMV. It's just, it was just so much. I just, yeah, I can't even see so out my window. Could, right, right, exactly. I couldn't <laughs> even holler out my window to tell my neighbors because it was so much snow. What <laughs> in the world? What in the bit of snow, Tanya? What the world? Well, we got four inches out in my in my region. Front Royal, Virginia, got almost 16, which is probably about 30 minutes up the road. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Some people got snow, some didn't. It's crazy. And you, you're right next to the snow clouds. I don't know why you only got four inches. Whatever. Well, you know, we have a double header tonight, so we're going to go ahead and get started and go ahead and get James L. Walker out of the virtual green room. He's returning to the music box, and we're so happy to have him yet again. Sir James, how are you? I'm fine, Tanya. How are you? Esquire. I'm doing great. Good to be on your show again. It's always a good time and an informative time, so I'm honored to be on your show. Well, thank well, we you so much. Here. Of course, Logic the Teacher is here with us again as well, right. my co-host. I'm trying to avoid getting locked up, brother. I got some questions for you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we want to avoid that as well. <laughs> well, James, we're so happy to have you. And uh, the last time you were on the show, I mean, it just, I think it was one of, actually, I know it was one of our highest rated shows. We usually get about maybe on average about 2,000 listeners, but you just sent it just off the, this it was off the chain, okay? So right. I want to make sure that I give you plenty of time um, to talk about what you're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, I'd like you to introduce yourself to our Music Box listeners. Who are you? I'm Attorney James Walker. I'm based in Atlanta now, uh, originally out of Connecticut, moved to Atlanta about a year and a half ago, and I represent artists of every spectrum, uh, primarily been a gospel entertainment lawyer, as you referred to, but... I have represented hip-hop, jazz, pop, you name it, R&B, and I basically just try to be an advocate for those artists who come into this industry who have a genuine, sincere interest of ministering, saving lives, touching souls, and continuing to uplift uh, the glory of God through their music, and I try to make sure we couple that with them getting paid appropriately, professionally, and as is due to them, as we know the word says, the labor is worthy of his hire. So that's primarily what I do, and I do it without apology or without uh, any type of uh, hesitance in terms of making sure our artists finally get their due, given the number of gospel artists we have out there and given the fact that the gospel industry is a billion-dollar industry now. It sure is. It sure is. And so many gospel artists are broke. (laughs) 
And you actually did a very famous, a now famous and very controversial article talking about um, why uh, gospel artists, well, the top 12 reasons why gospel artists are broke. We talked about that the last time. This time, however, we're going to be talking about why am I singing? Well, actually, you are going to be talking about why am I singing and unrecouped. Talk, talk to us about that, James. What, what do we as artists need to know? Why are we singing and unrecouped? Sure. In my 20 years of working in the gospel industry, I've come to understand that many of these gospel artists, major and minor, well-known and unknown, tall and small, meaning tall by large in stature and well-known, many of them have not read their recording contracts. And many of them have signed bad contracts that end up locking them in long-term deals where you can sell a million records, but you're only making 30 or 40 cents a record. Boy, and it sounds like a lot of money, fair. but when you when you actually run the numbers of how much you spend to make your money, you end, you make your album, you end up negative. And it's been very very disappointing to me that if you look at the gospel industry carefully, Tanya, we probably only have five or ten really financially comfortable individuals from their music sales. We have hundreds of wow. people at the Stellar Awards with new clothes on. And we have mm-hmm. people who have the Grammys with the new shoes on and the new hats. But when you really examine closely as to what's going on, we do not have a real strong financial base of artists in an industry that, again, is a billion-dollar industry. And that's so the bottom line is, it well, is disappointing. Tanya must be straight. Tanya must be straight, brother, because she was wasting popcorn. So she was good. She, you know, she don't need no. no money. She was good. She was wasting <laughs> all that Chicago popcorn. You didn't hear about that? She was throwing food. No, I didn't brother. hear about that. What I heard mm-hmm. about is the, the artist, Roderick, who sells a million records, and they say you have a 12 or 15-point royalty rate, and I'll dive into points in a minute, and that 15-point royalty rate should turn you, if it's a three, uh, $20 album or $19 album, that should be something like 6 7 $8 a record coming to your pocket. However, mm. what happens is, we take that royalty rate of, say, 12 points, and we have to give three points because we use, you know, Warren Campbell or Teddy Riley or Babyface or somebody else to produce a track. So they take three points off. So now our 12 is down to nine, and then we lose another six points on return goods, free goods, packaging, technology, different other expenses. So where you should have seen a royalty of, say, 12 points, you're actually only getting three points. And when you do three points on an album that, say, is a $19 album, CD, three points is about 60 cents, if that. Three percentage points is about 60 cents. Now, let's run the math. You're going to get 60 cents per record sold. So you're a Richard Smallwood, a John P. Key, a Hezekiah Walker, a Donald Lawrence, or whoever, and you have a good record that sells 200 to 300,000 copies, or let's just say a half a million copies, if you're only getting about 60 cents, they would only owe you as a record label approximately a hundred thousand, maybe two hundred thousand dollars on a half a million selling record wow. that would be considered gold. You would be gold, and we would have you at the Stellars getting nine nominations and eight plaques, and we would have you on the BET Celebration, and we would have you on the tour and doing all of the wonderful stuff that we do in our industry because you have a gold record. Um, never would have made it. For example, you have a gold record. But if you run the math on that gold record and you're only making 50 cents per record, I owe you $250,000 in royalties, correct? 
because you're getting yeah. more than times a half a million. However, I can show where we spent three hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand to make that record, do the video, take you to the Grammys, mm. buy you clothes, mm. do all of the other specialty things that we do for you. So guess what? You're negative one hundred thousand mm. going into wow. the second record after Never Would Have Made It or after Total Praise Ooh. or after Jesus so is real or after, you know, Power Belongs to God or after Revolution or after, you know, Mountain High, Valley Low, Open My Heart. After all of these big records, you end up negative in debt. So you, That's why I so posed the should, question uh, tonight. I posed the question, Roderick, how do I stop singing, you know, how do I make money off these platinum records? That was the, the topic. Why am I still in debt after selling all these records? So we should change never would have made it to never would have paid it. Never yeah, exactly. would have paid exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it sounds like it. you're almost even talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, what happened to Tony Braxton? She didn't read the That's contract. Exactly. She didn't so read the contract. She, and and just, for those, uh, just for those artists who are new artists who are listening in tonight, can you just make it a little basic for them when you talk about the word recoup? What does that word mean? The word recouped, is, recouped or unrecouped is probably the most important word in the music industry to understand as a new artist or even an experienced artist. Recoup means we spent money on your album, we set a budget up, and we made the money back, and you are recouped. You are in the profit margin. You know, we spent 100000 we made it back, we're good, you're good, now you can make money on the next album. Unrecouped, which is traditional for 99.9% of the gospel artists, <laughs> is when we make a record and we spend 100000 on it or 200000 on it, you sell 50,000 copies, which mm. is a decent record by gospel industry yeah. standards. But because the way your contract is written, if you only sell 50,000 records and we're only giving you 50 cents a record, we only owe you $25,000. And before we do anything, we take all expenses out of your $25,000. Mm. So the record right. costs 100000 right. to make, and we owe you $25,000, but it was 100000 for us to make this record, you're negative 75000 before you even start your second album. Before you wow. even do anything, before you even think, before God even lays in your mind uh, divinically what you're going to do as a second album, you already got on the table $75,000 in negative uh, debt to the record label. So then tell me, how, do, how does a, a recording artist, a gospel artist in this case, and this is just a, you know example, but how do, how do they get out of debt? Will they ever be out of debt? Will the record company allow them to do a second CD even though they're negative $75,000? Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, it's another credit remember Tanya, remember, Tanya, this is a serious matter. If you sell a half a million records, mm-hmm. they net it 4 to $5 That's per true. record as a record label. So they made money. The problem is we have, as I say in the book, we have two pots. There's your pot, the $25,000, and then there's their pot. So their pot on 50,000 records at, let's say, $10 a record, their pot is holding a, holding a half a million dollars in it. $10 a record, 50,000 records sold. Your pot is holding $25,000. But mm. they're going to charge your pot for all of the expenses. Mm-hmm. So even though their pot mm. grows a record, 50,000 CDs, 10 times 50,000 would be 500,000, correct? Before they pay expenses out of that $500,000 pot or bank account, they go over to your bank account and say, well, Tanya, 
we owe you twenty five thousand, which would be fifty cents a record. We owe you twenty five thousand dollars. But Tanya, remember, we spent a hundred thousand to make your record, so we're gonna take that hundred thousand out of your bank account. You say, well, wait a minute, I'm gonna be overdrawn. I only got twenty five thousand there, and they say, well, it's gonna be negative seventy five, and we'll roll it forward to your second album. So now right. you go make your second album. You spend another hundred thousand dollars plus. And you tack that seventy five thousand on top of it, now you're negative one seventy five, hundred and seventy five thousand. And you're on your Mercy. second Jesus. album, you do fifty thousand records again, it just keeps going on. So by the time you get up to your third or fourth album, you're about negative two fifty, negative negative three hundred thousand dollars in debt or what we say unrecouped to the Welcome record. To when this happens this happens, Roderick Exactly. This happens from the top down, whether you're an A list artist or a startup artist. This is the way it happens, and traditionally it happens because many of the lawyer, the artists are afraid to use a good, solid manager or lawyer or agent who can go in there and fight and say, look, we don't want the typical deal, you know, or we want to negotiate if we get nominated for a Stellar or we win a Grammy or we sell a gold record, we want to come back to the table and restructure things. Right. Many artists don't have those representatives at the table. That's why, as you said, Tanya, you can have a Tony Braxton who sold six, seven million records but still filed bankruptcy because mm. the way her album was written, she would have to sell 50 million records probably to break even. Mm. We're talking to Gospel's entertainment attorney. His name is James L. Walker, Jr., Esquire, of course. This is a music box, and we're broadcasting live right here from our virtual studios. He's the author of This Business of Urban Music, and he is praying, and I am too, and I've got the book, autographed copy, I think, <laughs> that people, especially gospel artists, will go out and buy the book. Uh, former president of the Stellar Awards Board, he is amazing, got so much information. And you know what, you know, with you talking about um, Unrecouped and Tony Braxton and uh, the language in the contracts and not hiring a, bon- you know, a bona fide qualified lawyer, it reminds me of the quote in your book that Prince said, when I signed a recording contract, I did not realize that I became a slave to a record company. And when you are unrecouped, Oh my goodness! I don't. How do James? I mean, you've worked with you know just about every major gospel artist out there. How do they get on stage and sing knowing all this? I think I would lock myself in a room somewhere and cry my eyes out. Or do they do that too? Here's what's happened. Two things have happened. The gospel artists have not done what say the NBA ball players did. If you remember okay. back in the '80s when the NBA became a multi-billion-dollar industry, yes, Larry Bird. Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, all got together, said, we're going to come together and we're going to go sit down with the powers to be and demand a certain payment. That's why you can be 11th, 12th guy on the bench now and be a multimillionaire. Because for all the criticism that those NBA players get, you've got to admire that they came together and said, we are going to sit together at the table with the gatekeepers and demand that all of us eat well because we now have a billion dollar industry. We now hmm. have an industry that we now have an industry that's going out with Live Nation doing a Kingsman tour. So we know we have now crossed some major hurdles in terms of where we are as a music genre. Now it's on us to sit in a room privately and say, Okay, we only got five or ten millionaires in this industry. Let's make ten more. Let's make twenty more. Let's all come together and let's figure out how we can do records independently. Let's figure out how we can do a record, say a Hezekiah record, instead of signing it to a label, 
we're going to do it ourselves and the label just distribute it and take 20% and Hezekiah keep 80%. So that now when we have that $500,000 pot, Hezekiah is getting 400000 of the 500000 and the label's getting 100 Got it? And they're splitting down the middle what the cost was to make that album equally. Hez puts up his 50, the label puts up their 50, and when the 500000 comes in on 50,000 records sold, he's keeping $400,000. That's where wow. the industry has to go in order to make more uh, financially secure people. But remember this, Roderick, if you make more financially secure people and you make more uh, wise business decisions, you grow the industry. If you grow the industry, you grow the space. If you grow the space, you have more people coming in. If you have more people coming in, you have more people getting saved. If you have more people getting saved, you now have more lives that you've changed. Amen. But it starts with that economic base. If you don't have that economic base, Kirk Franklin can't be the only guy out doing a major tour. Donnie McClurkin <laughs> can't be the only guy out going town to town to town singing and preaching. Fred Hammond can't be the only guy doing The View. Hezekiah can't be the only choir out doing the Brooklyn scene and everywhere else. you got to sit down and come together, put your superstardom down, your celebrity down, and come in a room and shut the door and say, look, we don't know how to do this. Let's get with the people who know how to do this from the ballplayer side. I represent pro ballplayers too, so I know that side as well. From the ballplayer side, you look at country music. When Garth Brooks and all those folks took off, they have a country music association. They get a major show on CBS every year because they Thank came you. together as a genre as an industry. So are, and they are said, you saying that all, the gospel artists have not come together as a genre? They have not come together. What we do at the gospel, what we do in the gospel industry, Tanya, is we see each other at the Stellars, we see yep. each other at the GMWA, we see each other at the Grammys, yep. and we high-five, we laugh, we cheese, we tweet, <laughs> we take photos, we might visit each other's churches here and there, but we don't come together from a business standpoint. There isn't a hmm. business meeting going on in the gospel industry. No one is taking note that, wait a minute, this thing is catapulted. Where we're on The View, we're on the Grammys, we're I, over here. This thing is really huge. I think How I know what it is. How are going to make it so that everyone wins and everyone benefits? I mean, it is a very serious matter because if you don't catch it, my fair, Roderick, is gospel music is going to end up where hip-hop is. When corporate America saw Run DMC walk across the stage, 25, 35 years ago with Live Aid, with Adidas on, and they realized, oh, shucks, this rap music has hit the suburbs, it's hit the mainstream, we need to get in now. And corporate America came into rap music, it changed its whole focus, its whole mission, it became big business, corporate business, and we don't care how many kids shoot themselves or kill themselves over the music because it's a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. Jay-Z's worth, what, three, four hundred million? Mm-hmm. Corporate America jumped into rap music. And when you see mm. Kirk Franklin keeping up with Live Nation, that's your first sign that, look, corporate America sees the dollars in this genre. Now, when are we going to sit down and say, okay, we're going to let you in, but we want to make sure everybody gets paid. We want to make sure you don't just pick up the same four artists every year. And they do all of the touring. They get all the radio right. play. They get all of the promo. Right. And then you've got right. great artists out there with June Thompson. I mean, I can go down the list. Rance Allen, others who should be household names, but they're not mm-hmm. household names because we haven't come together and had the business meeting. Everybody, we're almost, you know, as a people, we're almost afraid to talk business. It's the old slave mentality. You know, the master walked in, shh, he can't see us reading books. <laughs> Girl, you guys so that we're gonna get killed. That's kinda right. how the gospel industry is. I walk in the meetings and you see artists just shiver. 
I was in North Carolina last night. I was having dinner. You know, I represent Dr. Caesar, and I was having dinner with her after service last night, and I was jokingly telling one of her members when I first met Dr. Caesar 15 years ago, I would walk in and she would almost say, who did you sue? You didn't sue nobody today, did you? She would almost get a little <laughs> a little nervous because, you know, that was kind of what proceeded because we were right. doing a lot of labels. Malico, I mean, I can name a whole list of them, and we were winning. So she was kind of like shivering. Then as she got to know me and she understood my heart is for God and my heart is for God's people to win, now we're best friends. Now, you know, we, we, we're thick as thieves, you know. But I noticed back then many of the artists were afraid to just have a business conversation. It was almost like they didn't want the label to know they were getting business advice because the label wow. might freeze them out. They might shut them down. They might, you know, release them from their contracts. And I had to convince many of them, these labels owned by people who are not from your neighborhood, they don't know your music. You know your music. So you have the leverage here. Don't sell yourself short. You understand what I'm saying? But you don't have kowtow like that. So it took a minute for some of the artists to get that. And now we have a small few that are starting to get it. And you see people doing independent projects. I think Mitchell did a wonderful deal with EMI, the way he put together, you know, he's, I think, distributed by them, but I don't believe he signed by them as an artist. I think he's just got distribution over there. There are a couple that are doing it like that. I love what Lecrae is doing. There's some mm-hmm. that are starting to, but we need the bigger voices, the Kirks, the Donnies, the Yolandas, we need them to really take that Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Dr. J, Isaiah thing and say, we're going to jump out front and make sure we protect those generations who are coming after us because we're eating well. You know, Kirk's eating well. Yolanda's eating well. Donnie's eating well. They're set for life. If they handle their business right, they're set for life. So what should be happening now is let's set this up for the next generation so that they don't end up unrecouped after a gold or platinum album. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to wise, 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 wise wisdom from, I call him Gospel's Entertainment Attorney, James L. Walker, Jr. He is the author of a very amazing book. I think every gospel artist, I don't care, actually, if you sing any music that's considered, considered urban music, please, please make sure you get this book. James, there's so much information, and that's why we are just so, you know, honored that you would come back to the show to give wisdom to especially independent artists who are very dependent and unfortunately very preyed upon uh, by the music industry because we are so green. How can people get in contact with you? How can they get your book? Um, and, you know, after you tell us that, I've just got one last question for you. But uh, how, can, how can they get in contact with you sure. and how can they get your book? Thank you, uh... They can tweet us, you know, at James L. Walker ESQ. I'm on Twitter, at James L. Walker ESQ. They can go to our website, walkerandassociatesoc.com, walkerandassoc.com. If they have a private question that they don't want to put in the chat room or they are artists and they don't want their label to know they're talking to an attorney, <laughs> they can, um, no, because it's, it's real. They can, they can it email. Is, it I've, is. Had, I've had, we start our trial with Sony in two months, and the crux of that trial, and we'll talk about it on another show, is, record labels tampering with artists and saying, Tanya, mm. if you don't use this lawyer, we're not going to sign you. Or, Tanya, right. if you want to get a publishing deal, you got to use so-and-so lawyer, typically the Jewish lawyer that we recommend. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> we have a big trial coming up, and I'll, like I said, I'll come on your show in a couple months and give you the details on that, or anybody can Google online and look at the L.A. Times article. The L.A. Times gave us a wonderful cover story when we filed the suit. So they can email me privately at the letter J, Walker book at yahoo 
at yahoo.com. The letter J, Walker Book at yahoo.com. If they want to talk to me privately and they don't want their label, you know, or anyone else to see their business. Well, James, I am grateful for you and your heart. And just um, you treat everybody the same, whether you are representing or talking to uh, Stephen Hurd, uh, Kirk Franklin, or Tanya Dallas-Lewis. You treat us all the same. I appreciate your heart um, and just your desire to make sure that everybody is well-informed. Again, folks, I encourage you to take a look uh, at the 12 Top Reason Gospel Artists Go Broke. All you got to do is Google that or Google James L. Walker, um, Esquire. It will come right up. And then even more than that, guys, please, 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 let's get educated on the business end. Um, It's like what you said in your top 12 uh, reasons. Uh, Where is it? They don't realize Jesus wept because he knew a generation would sing and never get paid until they read their contracts like they read and read, read the Bible and pray daily. And then also, of course, uh, they keep hiring a choir member or a deacon from the church to play manager, or they don't have good <laughs> representation. We just, right. you know, we just trust anybody who's just going to say, God said, you know, or Jesus, right. you know. If they say Jesus right. or God said or whatever, we just fall in, you know, like – I don't want to say. Well, the Bible says be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And truly, a lot of us gospel artists are harmless as as doves, but we are not wise as serpents. So, James L. Walker, thank you. Tanya, I want to chime in real quickly on what you just said. They have to understand that their representative, whether manager, publicist, lawyer, agent, road manager, their job is not to be popular or liked Hmm. by the record label or whoever. Their job is to protect you as an artist and get the best deal for you, you know, obviously ethically and with integrity, mm-hmm. but to get mm-hmm. the best deal for you and to make sure they protect you as their artist. So a lot of times I hear artists saying, well, I'm not going to use Tanya or so-and-so as a manager because, you know, he or she's not popular. And I say to them, well, maybe they're not popular because they're doing their job. And in right. doing their job, they're trying to protect you against wolves and sheep skin. Which is tough. And you, it's, it's, and you have to understand that, it's a position like the position I'm in. It's not a popularity contest. Right. And then I understand that. I understand what the fight is about, and I understand what the purpose is. So I just want to kind of put that out there, and I ask anyone who's listening, that article had 100,000 hits that you cite. If anyone's listening and they want to get a chapter or a copy of a chapter in the book, feel free to email me or tweet me, and I'll send you a sample chapter just so that we can, again, spread knowledge. And I don't make any money from the books. The money goes to charities. It's not something we use, you know, to pay the bills. It's just something we did because we wanted to leave something here as a legacy of, you know, knowledge and information that could help people. Absolutely. James, before I let you go, let me stop into the phone line really, really quick. Uh, we got Tisa Woods coming up uh, right after James O. Walker, but let me go to the phone line real quick just in case this is someone has a question for you. Area code, sure. area code 240, I'm trying to get you on the air. Let me see there. Welcome to the Music Box. Did you have a comment or a question for our featured guest of the first half hour, James O. Walker? Yes, this is um, T.J. Morgan. I just wanted to say what's up. (laughs) T.J. That's my brother. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, James? Speaking of talent, talented people. Yeah, um, I was... I was calling. My question to you, James, how can I get you to call me right back when I call you? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a very expensive proposition. No, I'm just teasing you. Uh, you know, you can always give me the time, PJ. No, I'm, I'm I'm just teasing. But I want I wanted to chime in for everybody that's listening to please please take the advice that you're hearing now. Um, uh, the the problem with gospel artists is that we are afraid to tell people that we don't know things. And that pride is costing us millions of dollars mm-hmm. as an industry. It's okay to say you don't know. Um, God did not create us to be able to do everything. A lot of us have talent and nothing else, and that's okay. Um, and I just wanted to encourage the, the listeners to please listen to everything that's going on today because it, it will save your, it'll save your musical life. Um, and then, the, and I just wanted to reiterate, the goal is not to be popular in gospel music. The goal is for this to be able to, so God said he would supply your needs. Mm-hmm. And when he supplies your needs, he might not always come down from heaven and give you money, but he'll put people in your life mm-hmm. that may make you uncomfortable and say, look, if you're going to be successful, you have to do this. Um, and we as gospel artists and musicians, we have to learn how to let go. Um, we, we, you know, we don't know everything, and I just want to encourage everybody that's listening out there, and I just want to um, thank you, Tanya, for putting somebody like this on the, on the, on the air so that people could garner some knowledge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I want to chime in on that. Thank you, Tanya, because there are many gospel announcers across this country who are afraid to put me on the air to talk about why is so-and-so platinum artist Unrecouped. Why is mm. so-and-so record label, you know, ripping off this artist or that artist? And why is so-and-so artist broke after five or six hit albums? Many of these announcers are afraid to touch that kind of quote-unquote controversy. And I don't really see it as controversy. I see it as facts. You know, it controversy is, facts. is when there's some confusion or some, some uh, you know, he said, she said, this is a fact. You're a major artist. You have two or three platinum albums, and you have not seen a royalty check. Mm. That is a problem. That's the that It's like walking into an IBM and seeing the top executive. He's not being paid, and you're the receptionist. How you get expect to get paid? You know, mm. if the top people are not getting paid, and you're coming in as a new baby, my job is to protect you. So I want to tag in on what PJ said, who I will call back after this <laughs> interview. Yes, I want to put it out there, and I'm going to also remind him that there's a very expensive fee associated with those callbacks. Oh. But in any event, oh, um, <laughs> no, I'm just messing with it. Uh, but in all seriousness, he makes a good point, though, that we, we have to understand for you, Tanya and Roger, to give this platform, it just it touches my heart. It does. And I, I PJ must be at choir rehearsal. I don't know. He's always doing something. But uh, very well known in the industry, works, you know, has worked as well, just like with you, James, uh, you know, near a whole lot of uh, A-lister gospel artists and indie artists as well. So, and with me, yay, Tanya L. Lewis. Because of PJ, he has a lot to do with why I am a stellar award nominated artist on my debut that's project. So, PJ. That CD is yeah, incredible. Uh, that Thank CD, you. I put it right there with CC anybody else. That CD Aww. is off the chain. And, and you know I what? See. That is an example of what I'm talking about, that if the four or five gatekeepers got together and said, these are the five that we're anointed. Do you remember the picture mm. of Michael, Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan on his, bending over on his knees with Kobe bent over on his knees? They were talking together. They were at the right. foul line, and there's a big visual of the two of them just huddled up. 
Michael Jordan was passing the torch to Kobe and Shaq and others and saying, this is now your league. Go make right. the money. Wow. Go get the rings. Let's keep winning this thing for the brothers to come after us. We don't have that in this industry. We don't. And it we breaks did, my heart. Tanya Lewis, if we did, a Tanya Lewis CD would be on the top of the charts right now. It would you be are so right. And it, it, it breaks this country because it's that good. Right. You're so sweet. And, and it breaks it breaks my heart um, that we don't have anyone passing the torch. And that would probably be another show, James L. Walker, yeah. but you bring up a great point. I'm not even going to ask you why that is because that would be another show. I have one sure. more caller, and then we're going to have to uh, move on on the show. This is a great, 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 great topic. We really could have had you the whole hour. Let me go to area code 850. Did you have a, a question or a comment for our featured guest? I call him Gospel's Entertainment Attorney. His name is James L. Walker, and he's returned to the music box to help independent artists, uh, labels, producers. I don't care who you are. If you have anything to do with this business of gospel music or urban music, he is on here for you. Air Code 850, what is your comment or question? Hey, sis, this is your big brother. This is uh, Troy. Um, hey, hey Troy, Elder. Hey, hey, what's going on, Elder? Uh, not much. I got a question. Hey, James, man, I got a question for you. Uh, yeah, hey. what, what, what advice or how would a, a local artist go about finding an attorney to represent them in their best interest? You just did it. You just did it. You just did it. You found a lawyer right there. Can I, can I answer that, Troy? Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, I didn't know if you could hear me. I'm driving in the car. Um, the way you go about it, first of all, you pray about it, and you understand that who God has for you is for you. As counsel, okay. you know the Bible talks about whose counsel do you see? And my favorite scripture is always the one: "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly." So you have to pray first and make sure that he or she is for you. Just because I represent Shirley Caesar or just because I represent Bobby Jones doesn't mean I'm supposed to represent Kurt Franklin or Tanya right. Lewis. So okay. you have to know that. And I tell people that when they walk in my office or they send me their demo or they meet me at the Stellars and they say, oh, I heard you did this. I heard you did that deal for Donald and this one for his and this one for Ricky Diller. And I say to them, that doesn't necessarily mean I am for you. You have to go pray about it. And we don't really come after any artist and say, we want to work with you. We let God lead them to us. And then we pray about it. And in many cases, we've sent back your check or your file because God didn't release that to us. You know, when you hear PJ say, call me right back. Sometimes we don't call you right back because we're not sure if we are the ones for you. And we don't want our legal ministry to be tainted by self, you know, flesh, gain, financially, oh, this person's going to pay us a lot of money. We don't want to taint our legal ministry with that. So I hope I answered your question. You sure did. You just took it to another level. You you impressed me. God God going to continue to bless you because you have that mindset to have a ministry at heart and to be a blessing to people. And Amen. God gonna I'm going to bless that. That's ministry right there. There are certain, thank you, Brother Elder. There are certain people that could give me a check, but they would compromise the whole mission and integrity that God has called me into this industry to be. And I have to be careful that I don't get caught up in the, well, you know she went platinum, or you know she sold as many records, and she's doing everything else under the sun that I also know about. Right. <laughs> he sold that many records, and I know he's living a certain lifestyle. I can't put right. my ministry underneath that kind of situation because it will compromise the ground that I'm trying to stand on. 
Gotcha. Amen. Thank wow, you. some great, great wisdom going on here. Elder, thank you so much for your question. It's 8.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Music Box with your girl, National Gospel Recording Artist, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, James L. Walker. We have to have you back. Um, like you said, in a couple months, uh, big court case you're working on. Hopefully you'll be gracious enough to come back for the entire hour and take questions. Is that okay? If not, we can talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> It's always okay, and I thank you and Roderick for giving me this platform. I know we reached somebody tonight, so I look forward to hearing from your listeners, sending out more information via email or tweets or whatever I can do. And, again, let them know it is not about, you know, can I afford him. It's about can we help build the kingdom. Amen. Well, bless you. I will talk to you on Twitter and everywhere else else where we chit-chat. Kudos and hugs to your wife and your children, and thank you again, James. We love you. My lovely daughter sitting right here. She was with me last night. The doctor sees her, so we're driving back to Atlanta. Thank you. All right. Well, y'all drive safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Roger. Peace. All righty. Man, that was amazing. So informative. Still got a great show lined up for you. Hate to let him go. Uh, shout out to uh, Shirley Caesar. She is Amazing. I think that's what he's talking about, Dr. Caesar, Shirley Caesar. She's amazing, spoke some amazing uh, wisdom and life into my music ministry. We'll always uh, appreciate her. We still got a great show lined up for you. Artist Tisa Woods is coming up right here on the Music Box. Uh, So don't you guys go anywhere. I think she's hanging out in the virtual green room. Uh, James L. Walker was on the run, but make sure that you guys pick up either A, his book, actually do all of it, pick up his book, this business of urban music, uh, as well as check out his article, The Top 12 Reasons Gospel Artists Are Broke. I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. And hopefully you'll never look at um, being a business person that sings gospel music the same. Logic, you still there? I'm still here. I, am, I, I was waiting on when you were going to correct them and tell them what your, what your real name is, but you didn't say anything, so I let it go. No, I was, I was being nice. I was being nice. Um, <laughs> You know, that's a lawyer, and, uh, you know, I might need him later. In fact, I'm going yeah, to call him. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. <laughs> right. right. All right, well, we're going to go and move quickly to the to the virtual green room and bring out Tisa Woods. Tisa, are you there? Yes, I am here. I've just been enjoying the information. I've gotten something yes. out of it myself, actually, so it's been very good so far. <laughs> well, great, sweetie. So sorry to keep you waiting, but I'm glad that you were able to get some information like you just shared. Welcome yes. to the Music Box. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Ms. Ms. Tanya Dallas-Lewis. I'm excited to be um, for the opportunity to be a part of the Music Box tonight. So. Very well, grateful. ladies and gentlemen, I had the awesome pleasure of meeting Tisa Woods at the Stellar Awards. Uh, like James uh, L. Walker said, you know, uh, some of gospel, it's gospel's biggest night of the year and some of gospel's greatest and soon-to-be greatest converge uh, in Nashville this year. Last year was Nashville as well. And uh, we, we talk and network and fellowship and celebrate each other and all that other kind of stuff. And Tisa Woods was right there. Tisa, you are a uh, man. I, there's so much I could say about you. I guess the bottom line is you have an amazing voice. Um, you have so many accolades, including um, uh, semifinalist and Bishop Paul Morton's Gospel Dream Talent Search, uh, American Idol. You've done that. Your wife, your mother, singer, college basketball player. You're very tall. <laughs> when I met you, I was like, man, she's tall. <laughs> and you have a new album out called Awesome. Um, and the live, uh, it actually is a live album. 
Yes, Produced by Triple lot. Threat, Vashon Mitchell. Man, yes. girl, we're honored to have you on the show. That's all, I, just, I don't know what else to say. We're just happy that you're here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Well, well tell me, uh, what was it like to work with Vashon Mitchell? I mean, you. I mean, he's a triple threat. I think you're a quadruple threat. <laughs> what was that like to work with him? It was an excellent opportunity, really. You know, God just kind of, uh, it, it was um, God-ordained. You know, he, he blows our minds sometimes in, in the things that he does, you know, if we just begin to start walking. And so um, I had the mm. opportunity to meet Bashan at uh, Full Gospel Fellowship. Um, I ministered with them um, on the uh, international praise and worship team for several years, you know, under under William Murphy, that whole thing. So, I mean, God has just been so good. And so that's where we had the opportunity to first meet, and it was simply a matter of, you know, I was, looking to do this next project, and I knew I needed to go to another level that I and my uh, my hus- myself and my husband could not take it. And so I just prayed about it, you know, and he was the one. The Lord said he's the one to do it. And I simply just asked, you know, and God fulfilled it and answered my prayer. And uh, it was just an awesome opportunity. And, of course, this was before Nobody Greater. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we got Sean, you know, nobody greater. This before <laughs> nobody greater, you know, and I'm Before the, the, the 10, the 15 uh, Stella Award nominations, Grammy yeah, nominations, yeah, nobody greater, right. absolutely. <laughs> and he but, was still but, Sean Mitchell oh. at that time. Now, don't get me wrong. He was still that triple threat that you're talking about, but this was prior to him actually releasing nobody greater. And so I just believe I it was, um, yeah, divinely ordained by God. And so, but it was a, an uh, awesome opportunity, you know had the opportunity to learn a lot, to grow a lot, um, to gain some of his knowledge and experience. So it was great. Well, your vocals are exquisite. Uh, You are a bona fide gospel vocalist. That's just the bottom line. But you also live with your thing, debut CD, Diary of an Overcomer. We've got awesome. We're about to play it. Tell us uh, what this song is about and what listeners can expect uh, when we play the song entitled Awesome. Well, I hope they can hear my heart and, you know, my my uh, passion for God. That's my ultimate goal is to draw people to Christ or at least, you know, encourage them to make some kind of change um, in their life. And um, this song was actually written by Bashan. Um, the Lord gave it to him. There's a song that I used to sing all the time called Because of Who You Are by Vicki Yohe. And so he. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, that used to be one of my favorite songs to sing. And so he saw me sing that song. He saw footage of me singing that song. And after he watched that, the Lord gave him the song, and he penned it, you know, and I took it, and I claimed, and I said, yes, this was for me, and that's how the song came about, you know, after he saw me sing that, you know, he said that this was the song that the Lord penned, um, allowed him to pen, you know, for me, and and I uh, truly believe that it was written, you know, through him by God for me, so so prayerfully they'll hear the, the, you know, the passion in it, my love for Christ, and, um, you know, that, that relationship. Amen. I'm I'm going to uh, second that. They're going to hear it right here in the music box, <laughs> none other than Tisa Woods. If you've never heard of her before, I promise you guys, you will not forget her after you listen to the song. And it's debuting right here on the music box tonight. So tickled pink and green that you guys would hang out with us and meet Tisa. You guys are going to love it. When we get back from hearing the song, we're going to find out from Tisa who influences her sound? This girl can sing. I just, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to let y'all hear it. I'm going to, Tisa, I'm going to shut it on up <laughs> and play your song. It's anointed. And she's going to tell you where to find it, where to download it, and how you can support her ministry. Think that you Be blessed. Know that only God could do. Hallelujah. 
American Idol and Bonafide Gospel Artists have in common? Piece of Woods. See, right here, you're listening to her single, Awesome, from her debut album entitled Awesome. See, so where can people go to download this? Actually, I don't want them downloaded. I want them to download the whole CD. Where can they go to support <laughs> your music ministry? Well, it's definitely on iTunes. You know, you can you can get just that song if you want. But like you, I encourage you to get the entire project because it is. Uh, I'm very proud of it. It is an excellent project um, produced and uh, by Bashan Mitchell. So of course, you know, all of your your um, 
your social networks. You know, you can access it from Facebook, Twitter, all of those. But it's it's out there. iTunes, CD Baby, Rhapsody, all of those different entities, they can certainly go out there and get it. Now, you did this recording live, and, you know, I was, you yes. know, kind of logic. I was kind of kicking around. Maybe I might do, I don't know about the whole CD, my next CD live, and maybe uh, some, some numbers live. Tisa, what was it like to, to do it live? And I, I asked that because uh, Stephen Hurd, who's uh, been on our show as a guest, awesome, awesome mm-hmm. friend, um, and countless others say that there's just a difference. You know, versus being in the studio, you know, by yourself with the track, maybe some, you know, musicians or whatever, and then mm-hmm. being in a sanctuary with people and energy and the anointing. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's um, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this one um, live. The first two, and I'm very proud of those as well, you know, were um, studio Project, but there's just something about mm. um, I don't know for me just about being in that environment even even if there weren't if even if there wasn't anybody in the audience but just hmm. having that feeling of being out in the open you know and just you and God just having the freedom to just kind of go forward and worship Him I don't have to worry about keeping the heads on my ears you know right. just being in a box <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> if yes. I want to I can lay on my face you know and um, so it's just an amazing experience, you know, um, and thankful to, you know, technology, you know, if, if if we mess up more so than being in a studio where you can cut and paste, you know, and stop and go, you know, um, I just believe that the anointing just comes through even more so. And that's not to say that the it studio does. album is not that way, because there are right. individuals, you know, who can just go in that studio box and just rip it just like they are, you know, um, it's in a live though. setting, but... <laughs> Yeah, it is I don't difficult. care who they I'm are. It's difficult. Yeah, I'm still kind of trying to master that craft. So I'm like, put me on the stage and let me just be free with the Lord. So Amen. it's definitely a difference. And, and that's kind of, but you bring up an interesting point too, you know, artists are artists. Um, that's kind of, I think, how we probably both w- would agree um, when we have to perform with a track versus live musicians. It's just so oh, much more yes. freedom. Yeah, hate track. It's so much better because when the track ends, you know it pretty much is, or you flow with that. You got to flow with the way the track is set. So, and of course, we do that. We're able to do that, right? But we are nothing like having that freedom of live musician with live musicians and being able to, you know, flow with spirit. You know, it's, Amen. it's, it's nothing like it. At least for me, you know. Uh, girl, I think uh, uh, more, more than one recording artist out there listening is raising their hand like <laughs> me too. <laughs> you, y'all just want to get y'all shout on. Quit playing. And look, yeah, you're right too. about that. That too. Yes, it's hard to shout in that little box, that little box in the studio. You got to do oh, that too in there. You can't do too much. You just got to do the two Yeah, steps. that's right. She's in, she's in the virtual green room in the box, the music box. So you, you just you, you don't have a lot of room, but that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tisa, who influenced your sound? Like, who is like you know the person that you looked up to growing up vocally. You were playing basketball. I don't know when you had time to sing. I guess you were singing while you were on the court. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I was singing. But who? Who? Who is it for you? That threw him off Well, to be honest, I'm telling you, growing up and even as an adult, one of my biggest and main influences has always been Whitney Houston. Um, okay. And I can know, hear. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not even surprised because I can hear. Uh, you know that you you and Whitney kind of have like that same timber. So when I first played your music in the studio before the show, I was like, wow! I felt like yeah. Whitney was in the room too. 
<laughs> I probably okay, learned how continue. to sing off Whitney, you know, singing her song. Oh. Like, Let me see if I can do that. Let me see if I can do that. So she's always been one of um, a, a major influence for me. But then also C.C. Winans um, yes. is, yes. you know, as a gospel artist. And I mean, not just her vocals, but her ministry, how she carries herself, the purity that mm. comes forth when she sings, yes. you know, well, when, when she, she ministers. You know, she yes. is the anointing. And I watch that, you know, and I watch her because it's like, okay, Lord, that's what I want. Because she doesn't, she's not doing all these riffs and turns. And, and she can. She Don't sleep. And she, she can. can do them. Oh, but it's absolutely. not even necessary. She It's not even necessary. She doesn't have to. Just her presence, you know, just mm. exudes worship and, and can take you to a place. And so, I, you know, she she's um, a very uh, significant influence for me. And then also... Um, Yolanda Adams. That's probably that's my three names: Whitney, C. Okay. and I Yolanda like those Adams. Three. I'll take those three. Yeah. Patrick Dobson had performed, um, I think, 2011 or was it 10? Maybe it was. Uh, I don't know what year it was at the Stella mm-hmm. Awards, doing the mm-hmm. radio uh, awards, and uh, Tisa, he just walked out to the podium, got the mic. And simply started singing and totally just changed atmosphere. He was our guest last uh, last Thursday. And so oh, wow. what you said about Cece Winans, that's what it reminded me of. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to put on a show. She can do right. the runs and the riffs. She don't have to. She's more focused right. on ministry and feeling, mm-hmm. you know, you feeling God's presence when you sing, you know, entering mm-hmm. in. And so I get that vibe from you just from listening to your live recording. Can't wait to see you perform live. Girl, we're going to have to have you come back on the show. We are out of time, and we still got yes, shout-out time yes. with Tanya Dallas Lewis and oh, everything else. But Tanya, Tanya, before you, you let her go. Before you let her go, okay. Tanya. Okay, okay. This is very important. You ready for this? All right, so um, you know you know what the tradition is here in the music box, right? I don't. Are you talking to me or Tisa? Tisa, I'm talking with Tisa. Tisa, do you, you know what, the, you know what we the do, tradition? right? The tradition? The tradition is that I'm I find... I found one picture with your mouth open. I have that picture posted up right now on Facebook. Tisa is singing. Girl, you singing? I got that I picture. Mouth open. One. Get you it, girl. Me like my you singing? Tisa, it is a good one. Like, it's a good one. one. You are like in worship and yes, <laughs> got yes, the mouth wide. Praise the Lord. Hitting them notes. <laughs> Hit them notes. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> oh no, this is a good picture. He he must not have oh, been okay. able to find an embarrassing picture of you. I didn't, so, yeah, I didn't don't get worry. Okay. She got all her professional ones up. <laughs> I'm gonna keep well, looking. Well, one more time, give out your information and where people can find out more about you. Are you on Twitter? Because I'll follow you there. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you all as well. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, all of your social networks, Reverb Nation. Um, my website is Tisa Wood. Dot info t i s a w o o d dot info as well as nextlevelgospel.net and that's all spell out n e x t l e b e l gospel g o s p e l dot net um, and those are um, the websites and of course if you can't remember those you know Facebook Twitter all of our social networks you all what know is how your we Twitter do. you didn't say what is it oh uh, at Tisa I, I, I'm 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 at Tisa and also at Tisa Wood you can thank okay. him for that he just kind of just you know, I, I love them dearly. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you know, I love our husband dearly. So it's like, then we're going to make sure that they're able to get to you. So it's at Tisa or either at Tisa Wood also. I don't love okay. my husband. No S. No S on Wood, right? No S. Right, right, right. I, right. I, don't, love, I, don't, love my, I don't love my husband at all. 
I'm glad I, well, you <laughs> and, uh, and tell my brother, tell my brother Vajon that we about to sing his song Sunday, and I hope my altos don't mess up my notes. Which one? Turning around for me. I'm well, chasing well, after nobody... you. Oh yeah, okay, chasing. okay. We about to get. It. All right. We about to chase Jesus. All right. That's one of my favorites. She though. has just come out with her debut album. Die. Well, it's not a debut. You've done two projects before this, right? I've done two. Yeah, but this we can call it a debut. My my national okay. debut. Debut album, <laughs> Diary of an Overcomer, and we just heard her single, Awesome, which it is awesome. And uh, Tisa, we are so happy for you. Can't wait to see all that God's got in store for you. Shout out to Wanda Adams from Marketing God. Ministry, my manager and the person who is marketing and promoting you. So yes, glad to be on the same team with you, sis. Can't wait to share yes, the stage. So we're Absolutely. so glad that you were able to hang out with us, and we can't wait to have you back again. All right. Thank you again so much for the opportunity, Tanya. I really no appreciate it. Thank you. You have a great night. All right. It's the Music you. Box, and we've had a fantastic show, double header. We had Gospel's Entertainment Attorney. That's what I call him, James L. Woods, my friend. He has represented or at least worked with nearly every major gospel artist on the planet. And uh, we just appreciate him and just ask God's blessings on him for all that he's doing. Make sure you buy his book, This Business of Urban Music, and check out his article. Uh, you can YouTube, YouTube it. Uh-huh. You can Google it. <laughs> he probably take that video down before we can get it. I, I, I wonder. I'm a little rich here for a second. I know, right? I wonder what, if, what YouTube? I wonder if James. Well, I, got I, a, I do uh, kind of because James L. Walker Jr. Esquire is highly sought out and used often by CNN, um, by BET, MTV, you name it. So he is on YouTube. But I don't think the uh, I don't think the article, the top twelve reasons why gospel artists are broke, is. But you Google it, okay? YouTube it too if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> Make sure that you guys read it. Thank you guys, all of you who uh, called in tonight and had questions and comments. Holler, you know, shout out to everybody. In the, oh, I can't shout out everybody in the chat room without doing shout out time, can I? That's right. It's, yeah, you got to play my organ. Logic, you're not keeping me together. You're letting me. You did it. You, you, you know, you've been just rolling. You know, you've been rolling. I don't want to interrupt because I still want a job. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I think. Is it going to play? I guess we have to do a cappella. I can reenact. It's shout out time. It's shout out time. We're trying to get Dallas Lewis. It's shout out time. It's shout out time. Right here on the music box. How to sing "I Love the Lord"? Oh, Not I too love many the people Lord. can, can do that. Acapella. 
By Whitney Houston. Houston. You know which one I'm talking about. Which is Smallwood. No, Order One, I Love the Lord today. You know she sang. Did you know that Whitney sang that? My mom used to sing that. I didn't know she sang, I love you, I love you, I love the Lord today. I don't, I've never heard any any uh, recording, sound device, or whatever, oh, really? audio file of her singing that. No, I was not aware. Okay. Okay, well, up. anyway, <laughs> the shout out to the GMAP Broadcast Network and all those who will be listening on Friday at 3 p.m. to this wonderful show on a wonderful network. Also, shout out to the TDL Engine, to my lovies, Lynn Peterson and Miss Christine Digna Carter from the living room. Eddie B. Sands Jr., we miss you. Casper the Big Son, the ITG Agency, uh, God's Gifts Graphics, DJ Chairman from the Hour of Gospel Swagger, uh, my boy, Broderick Purvis, love him so much. And, of course, my husband and beautiful chocolate boys here at home. Logic, what about you? Well, I'm going to – I don't want to down the show, but I have to sh- shout out my, my wonderful auntie who um, lived to a wonderful 80 uh, some odd years. Um, she she left us this week, uh, actually a couple of days ago. Oh, so right. I want to shout out her and my family uh, as we go celebrate her life on the, uh, okay. the 23rd. I mean, on the 16th, um, okay. and uh, I just want to, you know, I really want to want to thank God for life. I, I, I want to thank God for life because it's very important. It is very important. I want to thank God for friends um, and people who support yeah. your vision, like Siobhan and her beautiful daughter, Bree, who better be yeah. in bed. Um, right. Everybody on the TDL engine, you logic. Um, oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear Dale. about the- You know why? Because Dale, Dale made me laugh this week when he said, whose house? <laughs> when he was talking to you, he said, he said, everybody come on out to my house. And Dale was like, whose who house? <laughs> my brother crazy. He is crazy. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, anyway, uh, if you haven't heard these three words, uh, hear them from your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. I love you, but God loves you more. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. We will see you next Thursday, same place, same time. Chris Bird is our guest next week. Um, I'm sure you all have heard of him. He is a mega producer, producing some of gospel's biggest names, as well as the recording artist himself. So you guys will meet him next week. And if you're thinking, who's Chris Bird? Trust me, it'll you'll know next Thursday right here on the Music Box. Thank you for your love and your support of Little Own Me. Please download my CD entitled um, Miracles. I didn't forget the title. Uh, just you, in case you it, were to say. How was, did you forget? It was a couple of, yeah, it was a couple seconds. It was, it was. Because <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking about uh, other CD, things. But please. Uh, my CD hot dog. I mean, <laughs> hamburger. What is it? Woo! Yes, Miracles. <laughs> Debut album, God has been so kind to me, two stellar award nominations, countless other award nominations, working with amazing people, including songwriters, musicians like Logic the Teacher, uh, PJ Morgan, who chimed in early on tonight, uh, uh, Harold Peebles, I can't even name, Isaiah Isaiah D. Thomas, not the basketball player. (laughs) So many wonderful, wonderful people uh, collaborated on this uh, project, and we are working on new music. And so uh, some awesome things to come. So if you guys want to find out more about me or to see uh, me perform live uh, whenever that happens next, please go to TanyaDallasLewis.com. Logic, I love you. I pray that I you have a you great I love you too, my sister. And make sure you guys download my newest single, Intimate With You. I didn't have a chance to play it on the show today, but if you let James L. Walker, uh, Esquire, tell it, an uh, awesome album. And you know what, Logic, we really are going to have to have him back. 
And yeah. I would love to spend a whole hour talking about uh, why we are not passing the torch um, in the gospel music industry. Something to think about, okay? Maybe it's because we ain't making enough money. Mm. Oh, it's a million-dollar industry, a multi-million-dollar no, industry. It's hard to pass the torch when you ain't making no money. Well, well, mm. I'm going to end right. on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in the show on that note. I love you guys and hope you have a great week. Oh, shout out to Sarah Hearn from The Examiner. She's starting her own uh, radio segment, hopefully soon to be a radio show called Positively Gospel. Of course, shout outs to Bob Maravich of the Black Gospel Blog. All our friends out there, we love you so much, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. All right, Logic, have a great night. All right, sis. Night. Peace. Take care. Love you, Uncle Alvin. Bye, y'all.